This is New York Game Day, presented by Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Slowman's low prices, zero sacrifices. For a hundred years, Slowman's has been a staple in home comfort. Call 1-866-OIL-DEAL. And by Nissan, you deserve a car that thrills you. And Nissan's got an exciting full line that'll put goosebumps on your goosebumps. Experience the thrill yourself. Shop your local Nissan store at Nissan.com today. Hour 2, New York Game Day here on 98.7 ESPN. Brought to you by Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Also brought to you by Bud Light. That's right, the official beer of the NFL. Make sure you enjoy responsibly. And around the league, brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. Let's get to it, guys. And um, first, th- first things first, of course, we know Turkey Day came and went. How about the Lions losing to the Packers? Lions and Tigers, Bears, oh my. Uh, Mike Tannenbaum, let's start with you. Scale of 1 to 10, how shocked are you that the Lions lost to the Packers at home in the Motor City on Turkey Day? Uh, like a 3 or 4. I, I thought oh. Green Bay had a really good chance. Um, Jordan Love's been playing much better the last couple of weeks. And you know they were missing Jair Alexander and Devondre Campbell, um, but Rashawn Gary... You know, football's a game of matchups, and uh, Rashawn Gary played really well from the University of Michigan in the morning, by the way, and mm-hmm. uh, Detroit was a little beat up on their offensive line. So, you know, Jared Goff had an awful week, guys. He had three interceptions against Chicago. Five days later, has three fumbles against Green Bay. So um, this division race isn't over. I still like Detroit a lot, but Jared Goff's going to really have to clean up his turnovers. You've got the Cowboys who uh, opened up a can of you-know-what against the Commanders. Again, Jack Del Rio was fired as the defensive coordinator. Uh, so this is a Cowboys team. They're sitting at 8-3. Eight, eight and three. The Philadelphia Eagles have a game against the Buffalo Bills today. Curious to get your thoughts on who you think wins that. But, guys, do you think as well as Dak Prescott's been playing that this Cowboys team has an opportunity to win this division in the NFC East against the Eagles? Amani, let's start with you. I don't. I just don't see the Cowboys competing at that. Uh, I mean, I think they're bottom feeders. They beat up on all the teams that they're supposed to. And don't get me wrong, that's a talent. Like a lot of teams, like look at the Detroit Lions. They, they were supposed to go in and wipe up the Green Bay Packers. It didn't happen. It's a talent. Be able to take care of the teams that you're supposed to. But the Philadelphia Eagles, to me, it just seemed like a bugaboo that I don't think any team in the NFL is going to touch them for the rest of this regular season. I think... You know, when they're going to be vulnerable is going to be that when there's an intense evaluation during the playoffs, week to week, the matchups, how do they work out for them? But in terms of just the overall team, I think the Eagles are, are far and away out, out in front. Uh, and I think the Cowboys, they're a solid team. I think they're, they put up some good numbers versus some bad teams. But their problem has always been, to me, isn't how can they beat the commanders can they beat the giants you know it's can the cowboys you know what do they do versus the kansas city chiefs what do they do versus the the elite teams on either side afc or nfc and that's kind of where their battle needs to be fought Uh, they'll look great versus teams that you know they can't that shouldn't beat them Um, but yeah it's i think it's one of the except when they played the arizona cardinals but most of the time, this season, they, this team puts puts away the teams that they're supposed to. Mike, your thoughts on the Cowboys and the Eagles battling it out in the NFC East? You know, I feel like the theme of today has been like excuses and you know problem solving. And you know, I'll, I'll give you a great problem solver. 
Dan Quinn, you know, they lose two great, not good, great defensive players in Trayvon Diggs, the corner from the University of Alabama, who's having another great year, and Leighton Vanderesh, who was the quarterback of a very good defense. And what do they do? They develop players. So Marquise Bell uh, plays linebacker. Deron Bland, who's now sent, set an NFL se- season single record for pick sixes, have gone and replaced those two players. And that's just great coaching and not making excuses. Like, he's not out there saying we're young or we're hurt or, they, you know, we're not the same. No, he just coaches those guys better. And that's where um, I give Dallas a ton of credit. And they have a real shot here because – they're a game behind Philly, and if Philly loses to Buffalo or San Francisco, that next game for uh, in Dallas will be for the division. So they certainly have a puncher's chance. And if you look at it, just not on reputation, but how they're playing, like Dak Prescott should be in the MVP conversation. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy how the, the, the there are certain organizations that eat their young, and I think the Jets and the Cowboys, in terms of how they do to their quarterbacks, they're like almost untenable situa- untenable situations because you can have five good games and they'll be like, ah, Dak Prescott has just been on fire the last couple of weeks, just like you're saying, Mike, and nobody's even saying it. They're like, Dak, we need to replace Dak. They're throwing Dak. They're burning Dak jerseys, and, and, and I just don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, looking at the 49ers, uh, another can of you-know-what opened up on Seattle, but keep in mind, no Kenneth Walker. Also, uh, Geno Smith came in with a bum elbow. Meanwhile, the 49ers, they've just been crushing it since their bye. Uh, they are 8-3. and three. They beat Seattle 31-13. to In uh, looking at the total NFC, are the 49ers the team to beat right now, Mike, based on how we've yes. seen them play since the bye? Yeah, I did their game two weeks ago um, against... Jacksonville, and they thought it was going to be a tough game. And I think Chase Young guys has really changed that team because they could get home with four, and then they could cover. And if they had a vulnerability, it was probably in their secondary. So I think they're by far, like on paper, guys, like the most complete team on both sides of the ball. Amani, your thoughts on on the Forty ers Are they the best team in the NFC right now? Um, those three that three game losing streak did something to me, and then they lost Tyafunga, the their 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 safety to an ACL this year. So, you know, I'm, I can't wait to see you know, I can't wait to see the Eagles game. To me, that that's going to be the, the the first salvo of who's going to win the NFC uh, is going to come out of that. So, I, that's I, I can't wait to December third and watch that game on. Um, man, that's that's going to be the one that's going to be really telling because, you know, I know it's hard if, you, you know, they went into the Browns game undefeated. You lose to the Browns and you lose to the Vikings and then you lose to the Bengals and you're just like, oh, what kind of team are we? And then we get, get a little respite and now they're back humming again. Um, are they going to go into another funk or are they going to just keep run the table towards the end? I don't know, but I feel like this team has shown vulnerability that they hadn't shown, uh, you know, in, in a while. So I think that they're a top tier team. Um, but I, I you got to give it to the play, the team that's won the most game, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles. That's my team that I think is gonna, uh, when all the dust is settled, the Philadelphia Eagles are gonna be represented in the, the, um, the, the NFC this season. 
Uh, just looking around the NFL uh, and, and what we're going to see today, the, the Falcons going back to Ritter as their starting quarterback uh, at home against the Saints. The Steelers going up against another young quarterback. They lost to DTR last week, which is a surprise to me. They're going up against Browning now, undrafted in 2018, but this is his first legit start. I don't know about you guys. I just don't see Mike Tomlin losing two times, uh, two weeks in a row to young, inexperienced quarterbacks. Um, I, really, I, surprisingly, I can't believe I'm saying this. I, I think the best game in the one o'clock slate is the Jaguars and the te- and, and the Texans. C.J. Stroud, when the season began, two hundred to one to win the MVP. It's now down to twenty to one. I think we're all anticipating him to win Rookie of the Year, but MVP now is down to twenty to one. And obviously, division rivals here. I, I think this is the best game in the one o'clock slate. Uh. Mike, let, let, let's start with you. I, I mean, like, this has just been a, an outlier year in regard to quarterbacks, injuries, and just all-around quarterback play. It's been very lackluster. So I feel like each and every week I look at the slate, and I'm not, I, I'm not thrilled with it. I can't believe you're not talking about the Indianapolis Cold Tampa Bay Buccaneer showdown that I'm at right <laughs> really? now. The- really? I'll let you talk about that. <laughs> All right, no, but uh, look, you know what's interesting to me, though? It, you know, quarterback is a developmental position, and I don't know why, but my gut tells me that Jake Browning is going to play a heck of a game today. I think the Bengals are going to win, and I think Jake Browning is going to play really good football. He he played 53 games in college, right? And if we go back to Brock Purdy, who was the last player picked a year ago, what was the one thing he had? He had a tremendous amount of experience coming out, and um, I just – I really believe in Brian Callahan and um, Zach Taylor, and I just think the quarterback position is a developmental position. You know, here, like Baker Mayfield, um, he's having sort of like, you know, the next chapter of his career, reinventing himself, having a really nice season for Tampa Bay. Gardner Minshew is playing solid. And, look, I think Anthony Richardson, it's, it's terrible that he got hurt, but the good news is it does give him a year to sort of like learn the pro game and um, – I just think we got to be patient with these quarterbacks. Looking at the four o'clock slate again, um, I, I am curious with the Browns DTR uh, and the Browns coming off of a, a win against the Pittsburgh Steelers last week. Now they head to Denver where the Broncos have looked really good as of late. Uh, really thrilled for Sean Payton. I think the Broncos roll here. Rams in Arizona. Uh, I, 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 I have a sneaky suspicion. The Raiders are going to keep this game close. Chiefs, Kansas City Chiefs offense just has not looked great to me, and I don't think that's a surprise for anyone considering uh, what happened to them last week. They've got the most drops in the NFL, and that was evident. Obviously, the game of the week is the Bills going up against the Eagles. So why don't I just stop right there? Mike, let's go to you. I I don't have true conviction in who wins this. I've got a slight lean with the Eagles, uh, but I I think this is going to be a close game. What's game script for you? How do you you see this playing out? Yeah, I, I like the Bills for a couple reasons. They're the more desperate team, and Philly just had a huge emotional win on Monday night at Kansas City. It's a short week with a holiday, and you know, just to take people behind the scenes, like players are people too. Like it's Thanksgiving, so I, I don't think that this like if you're Philly, you were up for that game, Super Bowl rematch, prime time Monday night, and I think Buffalo just has more to play for. So I do like Buffalo winning today in Philadelphia. Amani, any thoughts on that Eagles-Bills game today? 
Yeah, I like the Eagles because I just feel like when you look at uh, this Buffalo's team, they are desperate. They do need to win this a lot more than the Philadelphia Eagles do. But the Philadelphia Eagles just win because it's a habit. Like you watch Jalen Hurts and the way he performs is like it doesn't matter if he throws five interceptions or five touchdowns. He's going at the same level. And there's something to be said about that. I think they're, the rest of their team kind of goes off of the steadiness of their quarterback. You know, you got A.J. Brown playing you know, at a super high level. Um, I just feel like Josh Allen is, to me, the big question mark. And who would have thought that coming, you know, these two guys coming out of the draft that you'd be worried more about Josh Allen than Jalen Hurts. I mean, Jalen Hurts was a guy that people didn't even think belonged as a number one quarterback in the NFL. Josh Allen was given the red carpet and, and performed very, very well for the majority of his career. This year he's having trouble with interceptions, and those interceptions really will, will slow you down uh, as a team. They, they gut you as a team, giving away short field and um, you know having everybody second guess. So I think Josh Allen is, to me, uh, I think when it comes down to the quarterback duo, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, I just feel like Jalen Hurts probably doesn't have the ability as Josh Allen. But he has the mentality uh, to keep his team going, and he's, he can overcome a lot mentally. And I don't know if Josh Allen um, – I mean, I, I don't know Josh Allen mentally, but just the way they perform, one's way more steady and is not going to lose you games. Josh Allen's more likely to lose you a football game than Jalen Hurts. Uh, Josh Allen has thrown uh, interceptions in seven straight games. He's got 72 interceptions and 56 fumbles since 2018, most in the NFL in both categories. Also, uh, this Bills defense pretty banged up. Uh, you've got a number of, uh, of, of guys that are coming in, um, Dane Jackson being one of them, uh, that, are, uh, that are not going to play today. So, um, so there is that. And then, of course, later on tonight, you've got the Ravens going up against the Chargers. Lamar Jackson, the Ravens uh, in Los Angeles. Uh, that should be a good one. But again, just looking at the slate, nothing really to get too excited about, in my opinion. Before we take a break, Mike, you're there. You've got your finger on the pulse of this matchup better than most. The Colts going up against the Bucks. I like the Colts today. Bucks coming off of a disappointing loss to the 49ers, all banged up. I like Gardner Minshew. I think he, he potentially could have a big game today with Pittman and, and Josh Downs. What say you? How do you see uh, the Buccaneers-Colts game playing out? Yeah, should be a really competitive game. You know, two teams that are battling for their playoff lives. Um, I have a slight lean um, to Tampa, actually. I just think Baker Mayfield's having sort of like, again, this redemptive season. Um, Indy can rush the passer. They're not great against the pass. They're going to be missing uh, Julius Brent, so um, I think that could be consequential, but should be a very competitive game. Like I said, I have a slight lean towards Tampa, but should be very competitive. Uh, 800-919-3776 is the phone number. That's how you get on board. Uh, we are uh, in hour two right now of New York Game Day. That was Around the League, brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey, the original triple blended, triple distilled, and triple cask matured Irish whiskey. Make sure you grab a Tullamore Dew during today's action. And remember, when it's game time, it is Tully time. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play.
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, back to New York Game Day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. That'd be a really long answer, an answer for another day, I guess. But, you know, when you look at it all, and again, it's a little bit of everything. Whether the calls could be better, whether the execution can be better, whether our one-on-one battles can be better. It's taking advantage of the situations we have. When we get them, do I think play caller will fix that? I don't know. I don't have an answer for you on that. Robert Sala not having a lot of answers. I don't know. Obviously, this is not the season that him or uh, Nathaniel Hackett signed up for. That's for sure. Uh, losing four in a row. 800-919-3776. Gentlemen, we've got a lot of calls. number of people want to talk about the Jets, so let's do it. Let's go to Eddie in Rockland. Eddie, you're up. Welcome in. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Happy holidays. You know, I agree with Amani. This is just the same old Jets. There's nothing you could do about that. Whatever they do, they step into it. They're the gypsies of the NFL. They don't have a stadium. But Woody Johnson has a bling-bling necklace. That's what they got. My point with the Jets are they don't know how to build a team. Just like they don't know how to build that stadium. I want. I would like to sit down with Mara and Woody Johnson. And they- All right. Uh, sorry, we just lost the caller. Uh, got a call back. 800-919-3776. Go to Lewis in New Jersey. Lewis, welcome in. Hey, how's it going, folks? What's going on? Can you hear me? Yes, we got you. Yes. Hello. Good morning. Okay, perfect, perfect. Listen, um, when, I, when I think about uh, the Jets, I think they have a defense that's not designed for the offense that they have. And when I think about really good defenses in the past, whether it's the 85 Bears that we talked about, the Rex Ryan defenses in 2009, the first thing they did is they stopped the run, then they put you in third and long, they throw the kitchen sink at you and get you off. And that's the type of defense you need when you don't have an offense. The Jets play a completely different style of defense. They're bend but don't break. I think every time I look at them, I go to the stadium, I look down, I see them playing four linemen, two, two linebackers, nickel defense. They're daring you to run the ball. They don't have eight in the box. They have six in the box. Okay? So I think the defense is designed for a team that has a more than competent offense that can execute because they think that they can basically make you make an error and then they take the ball over, and then they run your offense, run their offense and score. So what do you all think about that? I just think it's once Aaron Rodgers went down, this defensive scheme was never going to work uh, for the type of team that they currently have. Amani, let's start with you. I just think if you're a dominant defense, none of this matters. If you're a dominant defense, you, put, you get on the, on the field and you just dominate. You know, like I said before. There was a team that I played in the Super Bowl in 2000, the Ravens. They didn't score an offensive touchdown for a month, and they went undefeated. So when you're talking about the greats, when you're talking about the upper echelon of all-time teams, that's what you got to look at. Great defenses overcome 
every situation. Look at the 85 Bears. Their offense wasn't great. You know, I remember watching them. You know, they had Willie Galt. They had, you know, the sweetness, of course, and, and, and McMahon. But other than that, like, they were not a, uh, they weren't an aerial attack. They were really good on the ground. But they put the 85 Bears in a lot of bad situations. But you know what the 85 Bears did? They three and outed it a lot. They got you off the field. And, in, and if the offense couldn't score, just like the 2,000 Ravens, they would score themselves. So I understand they're a good defense, right? I understand that they have problems and they are underperforming this year. But to go after one of the greats, I feel like you have to kind of earn yourself to get that, to have those uh, aspirations. Just to say it and have no real pelts on your wall really makes you look silly. And now all the people who were around to see the 85 Bears, see the 2000 Ravens, see the 2009 Ravens, were just giggling at how, how, these, how unqualified these people are. They're making all these comparisons uh, to some of these great teams. 800-919-377. Let's go to Brian in PA. Brian, welcome in. Hello, good morning, and thank you. Anita, first of all, you do a tremendous job. I always enjoy listening to you in Northeast PA, so thank you very much. Really appreciate that. Thank you. That. Appreciate that. Thank you. I, I just want, again, I, I think of the Eagles when Deshaun Watson was the talking of the quarterback, bringing Deshaun Watson, Jalen Hurts, they weren't sure. And now look, I'm glad they kept with Jalen Hurts. I Again, I am not a Zach Wilson, and I'm not in the fan club. However... I don't, I don't truly believe he's been given the support, the on-field support, to find out whether or not he's really not the guy. Now, I'm not saying his performance has been stellar. I'm not. What I'm saying is if you think of a Broadway play, no matter how good the actor is, if the, if the supporting cast doesn't live up to what the, what the lead actor or actress is doing, we may not have the same flavor of the play. I don't believe by changing quarterbacks and just uprooting the whole system or making Zach the scapegoat is the answer. I think, and, I'm, and I've loved the commentary today while I've been on hold, because sort of I'm, you folks are agreeing with the standpoint that they have not given Zach the opportunity to see what he can do because the rest of the supporting cast has not lived up to what they need to do. Any thoughts on that? And thank you. Yeah. I, I, I'm happy to take that one. I, look, I've sat with coaches for over two decades, and I always felt like they put themselves into two buckets, one that were problem solvers and ones that were excuse makers. And the problem solvers are the ones that say, hey, what do we have? What do they do well? And if I was the Jets, I would go to the game and say, hey, we're not leaving the stadium without Garrett Wilson touching the ball ten times a game. And you know what? Three or four of those may be behind the line of scrimmage, but he's a great player. And then, you know what? We have Tim Boyle. So <clears throat> what can we do? We're going to heavy up the personnel. We're going to throw the ball out of three tight ends a couple times. You know why? Because Vic Fangio only has two play calls defending the pass against three tight ends. You know what we're going to do? We're going to go four wides. We're going to run it. You know why? Because they didn't practice against that. So we're going to have three calls of four wides running the ball. And you know what? When it's successful, we'll flip the formation. And then the other thing we're going to do, we're going to have three direct runs when Brees Hall is is out of the Wildcat. Because you know why? They didn't practice it. So there's 12 to 14 plays right there that they could have gone out on Friday with Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, and a very well-protected Tim Boyle where they could have at least given Miami some wrinkles they weren't used to. And 
when you watch the other side of the ball, I think one of the things that I'm so impressed with Mike McDaniel is the simplicity and the execution of that Dolphin offense. Again, if you really watch that game carefully, there were a lot of easy plays for Tyreek Hill. Absolutely. 800-919-3776. Uh, let's go to Greg in New Jersey. Greg, welcome in. What's up, Anita and fellas? Thanks for taking the call. Anita, you might recall I called into your Saturday show last week. We chopped it up, talked about your mom's hilarious take about the quote-unquote girlfriend. And I asked about Tommy D. So just to switch it up and talk about the Giants, I had predicted last Saturday that he would go and ball out. He did. Probably the proudest moment for Essex County football fans here in New Jersey since uh, Anthony Fasano from Verona High School. Shout out to the Verona High School Hillbillies. So my question, Anita and fellas, is is this a flash in the pan or is Tommy going to continue to deliver or are we looking at the next Brock Purdy? Oh, oh, oh boy. The next oh, Brock boy. Purdy. Greg. Easy. Wow. Pump the brakes. <laughs> Can I take that oh. one? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go right I ahead, mean, my like, friend. Yeah. I mean, there may be value in his contract. And, you know, this certainly, I mean, I mean, if we were at Dunkin' Donuts, would this guy be a munchkin or a donut? I mean, come on now. Like, <laughs> this is Tommy DeVito, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I was impressed. You know, I, I, I know, you know, you have your impressions on some on players and you, what they've done, and the fact that he can go out with all these people thinking that he's terrible and go out and have a great game. I, I think mentally, I don't think people realize how hard that is because inside every snap, every drop back, you're, you're just listening to people in your ringing in your mind, telling you what you can't do. And uh, for him to go out there and do it must have been very satisfying, obviously satisfying for Essex County. But if he can keep it up, I'm rooting for him, too, because I feel like um, whenever there's a good quarterback play in the NFL, it's exciting. And I tell you, a couple of years ago, I went to the to, to I watched the New England Patriots play the Jets and it was Zach Wilson versus Mac Jones. I never left the stadium so upset just because I'm watching the protections being called wrong. I'm watching the quarterback, you know, missing a hot side adjust. I'm watching poor throws. I'm watching the worst third down performance I've ever seen um, by both quarterbacks. And I walked away thinking, you know what? I know why the, the NFL protects quarterbacks because if the, without a good quarterback, a capable quarterback of running an offense, the product of the NFL isn't very good so they need to protect and make sure these guys can stay on the field because man you you really get this chance to see it when, when these guys aren't performing well so i, I want you know the audience sake just to be able to watch a decent game so i want to, tommy devito to play well you know and it's, it's interesting it's just it's amazing to me that it, in the entire world right we don't even have 32 good ones Yep. Just marinating that for a minute like i've always said like to me the quarterback position is the most important position in all of sport Right, point guard, center, goalie, starting pitcher, relief pitcher, whatever. I, I just feel the quarter and and in all of the world, the the billions of people, right? That we like that. This is this is what we have. This and, and it's it's horse manure. Eight hundred nine one nine. They don't even play. They don't even play uh, football in China or in India. And those are the two most populated countries in the in the in the world. So we got a little work to do to see. You know, <laughs> It's a limited pool here in America. 800-919-3776. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mike. We got to take a break yeah, no, quickly. Adita, to your point. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with you. But that's why, like, the teams that, like, can aggregate these quarterbacks, like, you look at, 
like, for example, the 49ers, right? They have Purdy, Sam Darnold, Brandon Allen. Like, that's what you have to do because I totally agree there's not enough of them. That's why you got to keep developing them, and I think that's what the good organizations do. They're, like, proactively trying to acquire as many of them as possible. We come back. It's time for my locks of the week. Went two and two last week. Uh, usually I only give out three. Last week I gave out four. So we're 20 and 14 on the season. So we're sitting around 59%. Can I go three and oh this week? I think so. I feel pretty good about my picks this week. I'll share them with you when we get back. Also, we have Mike Tannenbaum's bomb of the week coming your way. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, back to New York Game Day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. Anita's three locks of the week. All right, gentlemen, like I said, went four and four last week. So that puts us at 20 and 14 on the season, which puts us around 59%. So again, we're helping people win some money. With that being said, let's dive right into it. And I'm going with the Pittsburgh Steelers with my number one lock, minus two and a half. They're 16 and four straight up in their last 20 games against Cincinnati. Tomlin lost to DTR last week. No way does he lose to Browning this week with his first NFL start. Keep in mind, undrafted quarterback in 2019. Uh, QBs making their first start against the Steelers are 1-11 straight up their last 12 games. Desperate need of a win for the Steelers in this division. They're still alive to possibly uh, make it to the postseason as a wild card. Uh, they've turned the ball over a league low 6.1% of their possessions. Also, their defense uh, has allowed 20 points or less in straight games. Also, love the fact that Matt Canada is out. Mike Sullivan, a.k.a. Sully, has been promoted to the offensive coordinator. I think we see a heavy dose of Warren going up against this Bengals rush defense that's ranked 31st in the NFL, also 28th in third down conversion rate. The Bengals defense is allowing opponents and also allowing the most explosive plays on defense. So I love the Steelers here at minus two and a half. Gentlemen, what say you? Um, I have no idea why. I, I like Jake Browning and the Bengals today. I don't know. I don't have any of the data to support it. But I just think they're going to play really, really good football, and I wouldn't be surprised to see them win the game. I just think wow. Pittsburgh, okay. I think Pittsburgh is having such a problem scoring the ball uh, that uh, I don't know. I feel like the, more, the 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 athletes and the um, just the, the overall culture of scoring points in Cincinnati to me, I, I give them an overall like a, a puncher's chance. Uh, they're at home. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Cincinnati. I don't know why. Okay, so both of you both of you are uh, are on Cincinnati. I am on the Pittsburgh Steelers at minus two and a half. Uh, the other play that I like is the Denver Broncos minus one and a half. They've won four straight. Russell Wilson's cooking. Defense has improved. They have 12 turnovers their last three games. So really buying into what Vance Joseph is doing as a defensive coordinator. Again, Cleveland rolling with DTR, his first career road start. 
Uh, even in his win against the Pittsburgh Steelers last week, only averaging 3.8 yards per attempt. Uh, their defense better at home than on the on the road. At home, holding opponents to 10 points per game on the road, close to 30. And they're very vulnerable in the rushing in rushing defense. So I think uh, Javante Williams could put up some yards on them. So I like D- Denver at home, mile high, at minus one and a half. What say you? I'm with you on that. I don't trust Cleveland's offense now. I think that's uh, – I'm with you. Oof. Oh, man. I, I'm with you on that. But, man, I know that Cleveland Browns defense, that's what you call a defense that's close to being dominant. And uh, I just – I like – you know, I like the fact that they have just been scrapping the entire season trying to figure out how to, how to get this thing going, losing uh, Chubb losing their starting quarterback no excuses and just keep on collecting l's i I definitely i mean collecting w's um but i I don't know this uh, man but i I like um sean payton so yeah i'll go with you on that i think the i think the the broncos gonna win and last but not least, you guys sound really thrilled with my picks today. Uh, and last but not least, give me David Njoku, over 38 and a half total receiving yards. He got 15 targets last week. Why? Rookie quarterback DTR uh, uses him as a security blanket. His depth of target is no more than 10 yards. That's his wheelhouse. Amani Cooper is going to be covered by Patrick Sertan. Eight tight ends have surpassed 40 Amari. yards against the I wish I was a Cooper uh, still out there playing, running around, but no. Amari, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, Denver's allowed a league high nine yards per target to the position. Eight tight ends have surpassed 40 yards or more. 72 receiving yards per game are going to the position. So I think Njoku yet again has a big game um, over 38 and a half total receiving yards. I think Denver's defense is better. I would never say, you know, that, that bet seems intuitively uh, I can see why you would do that and 38 and a half is not a lot but I, I'm very impressed how much better Denver's been playing on defense than where they were um, that's why I like them today but Njoko being productive makes sense yeah, alright like so I like uh, the fact that he's a rookie quarterback and that's his, that's his wubby absolutely exactly that's his wubby look at you <laughs> That's cute. Yeah, that is his Whoopi. That's that's what. Uh, that's it's a Christmas funny. story. It's, it's, it, we're all we're in the Christmas season. It's a Christmas story. The movie. I haven't heard that in a long time. That's so cute. Um, all right. Again, locks of the week brought to you by Corona. Corona, an official Cerveza of the New York Jets. And again, just to recap, uh, you've got the. I've got the Steelers minus two and a half. Amani and uh, Mike uh, are not in agreement. I've got the Denver Broncos minus one and a half, and I've got tight end Najoku over 38 and a half receiving yards uh, today against the Denver Broncos. Uh, we still have Mike Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week coming your way next right here on 98.7 ESPN. Now, back to New York game day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. It is New York game day here on 98.7 ESPN. It's now time for Mike Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week, brought to you by Slowman's. The bomb is about to be dropped. It's Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week. All right, Mike, we're, we're all bracing for it. What is it? What's your Bomb of the Week? 
I alluded to this earlier in the show. The Buffalo Bills 31, the Philadelphia Eagles 27 in a highly competitive, really interesting game in the late window today. Um, I'm just this time of year. I'm going to go with the more desperate team. The Buffalo Bills played really good. Um, their first game with uh, Joe Brady as their new uh, offensive coordinator, and um, I expect that to continue. You know, and they beat a good, uh, you know, Jet defense to make some big plays in that game, and I think they're going to continue to play really good football on offense, and I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Amani, you agree with that? Ooh. It's hard for me to go. I mean, I would love that to happen because of my disdain for Philadelphia. But man, the way they won last week, the just the grit that they are showing. This is it's a tough out. This is a team that's not going to make mistakes and lose games on the, lose games. Even though Jalen Hurts has thrown nine interceptions this year, I just feel like they can overcome everything. The only thing that the reason that I would um, tend to favor. The Buffalo Bills is, you know, you're nine and one. You haven't lost since October 15th uh, to the Jets. I mean, human nature sets in. Oh, I don't need to watch that extra film. We're good. Uh, I'll get it in the game, coach. That's when teams that are nine and one start to take on water. I don't know about Nick Sirianni. I don't know how, um, you know, he's just been in the league for a little while and as the head coach. I don't know how strict he is, but I know that going down the stretch in a situation like this where you're winning all these games back and just, just rolling, it's hard to, to, to keep focus at the same level. That's why Jalen Hurts as a quarterback is such a special person, uh, always focused on the, on the next thing. But, man, this is going to be tough. It's going to be tough, but I, 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 I'll agree with you. I'll agree with Bill. I mean, I'll agree with Mike. I'll agree with Mike Tannenbaum on this. I think that it, I, I, that could be an upset. Absolutely. Yeah, Vic, Victor, I really appreciate that. Victor Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will tell you, there's 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 quite a few prop bets that I do like in this uh, in this matchup. Uh, Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown. He's got uh, five touchdowns in uh, his last six games. He's got nine rushing touchdowns on the season, and if he scores one more rushing touchdown. Uh, he will tie Cam Newton for the most seasons by a quarterback with double-digit rushing touchdowns. So I think he does that today, and you could get that at minus 135. Um, also, uh, in, in the receiving props, I do like uh, Devontae Smith over 57.5 receiving yards. Why Goddard is still inactive, and whenever Goddard is inactive, Devontae Smith gets more targets and, and puts up more receiving yards. So over 57.5 receiving yards for Devontae Smith. And also over five and a half receptions for uh, for for Dalton Kincaid. Uh, again, Knox is out, and so Philly is one of the best rush defenses in the NFL, but can be had in the past. And uh, and and ever since Knox has been out, Kincaid has gotten a ton of targets. So over five and a half receptions for him. So thoughts on not. Th- Thoughts on those uh, those players today in that matchup? I mean, you guys there? Me. I mean, I, I like yep. the fact that you know Knox <laughs> without Kin- Kincaid, he's, I think he's gonna you know definitely get some more opportunities. That's when most players look at it. Somebody's out, you get opportunity to get in there and up up uh, and root them out. Absolutely, opportunity. Um, so I, I, probably my probably my favorite is Hurts anytime touchdown. 
Yeah, I mean, look, Buffalo's defense just isn't the same, right? I mean, they, they've been decimated by injuries, and I think Rasul Douglas was a great trade to hopefully replace Tredavious White, but I think um, the way Hurts can, you know, attack you both with his arm and his leg, I think that makes sense. I do think Dalton Kincaid was a really smart draft choice by Buffalo because he can, to me, like he can hopefully for them, you know, be uh, – Gabe Davis, somebody else is going to have to step up with mm-hmm. Dawson Knox being out, but I think Kincaid could be that next sort of like weapon after, you know, Stefan Diggs that they've, it feels like they've been searching for that player for like three years now. All right, gentlemen, uh, quick break. We come back. We'll kick off hour number three here on New York Dame, Game Day. Uh, we've got, of course, uh, Jordan Renan, who's going to be joining us. We'll hear from Mike Reese, also Rich Samini. And, of course, we always end the show strong with our show predictions. Again, Mike Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week, and that is the Buffalo Bills upsetting the Philadelphia Eagles, brought to you by Sloman. Sloman's has low-price home heating oil for all New York football fans. Low prices, zero sacrifices for 100 years. Sloman's has been the staple in home comfort. Call 1-866-OIL-DEAL now. Uh, we return hour three next here at 98.7. ESPN. This is New York Game Day, presented by Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Slowman's, low prices, zero sacrifices. For a hundred years, Slowman's has been a staple in home comfort. Call 1-866-OIL-DEAL. And by Nissan, you deserve a car that thrills you. And Nissan's got an exciting full line that'll put goosebumps on your goosebumps. Experience the thrill yourself. Shop your local Nissan store at Nissan.com today.